The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Hi, welcome to a Tuesday. I'm Nicole Sandler. Um, I'm not starting with any funny song today or any, any, anything funny, because frankly, there's not a whole lot of funny happening right now. Um, in fact, uh, I kind of hate existence at the moment. Today marks one month since the events of October 7th. Now, I got to tell you, before then, I was probably the most secular Jew you would ever meet or know of. Grew up with no religion. My family was not religious at all in a house with three daughters back in the 60s and 70s. Um, It was not normal. Well, it wasn't uh, usual, I'll say, for girls to be bat mitzvahed and being in a house with no boys. There were no bar mitzvahs and uh, no temple and no, you know, except for the very rare occasion we went to my cousin's house for a seder or something. We we knew no religious, um, uh, we knew no religious, um, um, what, uh, not traditions. We knew some traditions. We didn't observe them, but rites, I guess. Uh, we didn't ascribe to those. Uh, we got presents on Christmas because my parents didn't want to deny us of Santa Claus. But we did light candles for Hanukkah on the menorah, and we would place bets on which color candle would burn down first. There were no prayers when we lit the candles. We lit the candles, and we would each take a color. And I've said it before, and some people thought it was a joke, but honestly, my religious training came from watching the Ten Commandments on TV at Easter time every year, which also happens to coincide with Passover. That's what I know of Moses and parting the Red Sea and all those stories. I don't believe in organized religion. I have a real problem with it. I know that that's the cause of probably every war going back to the beginning of time. Your fake gods and your bullshit religious rituals. I, I despise them all. And I, I, I especially de- despise the wars over these gods, real or imagined. And I believe they're all imagined. That's me. Now, if you've listened to my show for any amount of time, and I've been doing this for this kind of show for probably close to 15 years now, you've undoubtedly heard me criticize Netanyahu. In fact, I could go back and pull a show when it appeared he lost the election and I called hotels in Israel, as I tend to do, and spoke with a woman in Tel Aviv who she and I were celebrating the fact that Netanyahu's reign of terror was over. But something, a spark was lit inside of me A month ago, I guess tomorrow, when I started hearing the accounts 
of what happened in Israel as Hamas terrorists came from Gaza first into a rave, a concert, a festival of young people just dancing to the music. It was supposed to be a peace festival. And um, they came in on hang gliders and motorcycles and, and other um, modes of transportation, sporting machine guns, Kalashnikovs. And um, they gunned down scores of young people who were just caught unaware. Those they didn't murder, they tortured, they raped, they put in the back of their trucks and paraded around and brought them back into Gaza, the bodies naked from the waist up after they'd been raped. And so people could spit on them. And then those that were still inside Israel moved on to kibbutz. I don't even know the kibbutzum. I don't even know the proper uh, 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 plural of kibbutz. But a kibbutz, for those who don't know, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's kind of like a, like a commune, like a neighborhood where people all work together. They farm the fields for their food and they, it's a, it's a cooperative. They live in peace. And these animals, these Hamas animals came in and went from house to house and rounded up families and tortured and beat them. And I posted a video this morning from a grandmother who said, I have to live with this every day. I watched them rape and murder my granddaughter when I could do nothing about it. And this is what my memories are. Now, I grew up without a religious education, but I sure as hell learned about the Holocaust and learned about the plight of the Jews over the centuries and why it was necessary for a a homeland for Jewish people. You know why? Because we weren't welcome anywhere else. Country after country turn down Jewish refugees trying to escape from the Holocaust, including the United States. If you don't believe me, read a fucking history book. Excuse my language. I'm trying not to swear. But I'm pissed. I'm pissed because people and organizations that I've sided with through the years have shown they have no care whatsoever for the plight of the Jews. They're calling for an unconditional ceasefire, which in a perfect world would be, of course, what you call for. But when Bernie Sanders attempted to explain why he's not calling for a ceasefire, you progressives turned on him and said, figures, we can't trust him. He's a Jew. All right, I'm adding in that part, but it's unsaid, but it's certainly inferred. Really, you're turning on Bernie Sanders because what he's trying to tell you, if you'd only listen, is that Hamas has made it very clear in statement after statement, after proclamation, after proclamation, and another one just came out today that said, we do not apologize for October 7th. We will do it again and again and again until Israel is wiped off the map and Jews are eradicated from the planet. 
And if you're wondering why the Republican Party of today is all of a sudden siding with the Jews when, after all, they have no problem with Nazis uh, protesting outside of Disney World. And worse, Donald Trump, Charlottesville, Jews will not replace us. Donald Trump said they're perfectly fine people on both sides. They have a problem with this and they're standing up for the Jews. Why? Because they don't want to see us eradicated because in their warped minds, they believe that all Jews must return to Israel so that they can be raptured. Batshit fucking crazy religious zealots. I don't care if you're Muslim or Christian, whatever the fuck that means, or Jewish. There's no room for it. Give it up. It's an imaginary man in the sky. And right, Stephanie in the chat room just said you can't negotiate with terrorists. A ceasefire would be unilateral. So what would happen if if Israel said, okay, we're going to have a ceasefire, but Hamas doesn't? They told you they'll go and commit 10, seven atrocities again and again and again. But yet my progressive former friends and allies keep calling for a unilateral ceasefire. Well, there cannot be a ceasefire unless both sides agree to it. Free the hostages. That's what they won't do. There are 240 people ranging in age from infants, babies, to the elderly, to old people in their 80s, some of whom are Holocaust survivors who have now been held captive hostage for a month. Don't tell me, don't tell me that we're committing genocide or that Israel's committing genocide. The ones who've committed genocide and will continue to do it because they've told you in no uncertain terms, are Hamas. Let the people of Gaza rise up against them and say, you don't speak for me. I've said that to our government. I know Israelis are out in the street in the, in the tens of thousands, if not more, protesting Netanyahu. They don't want him doing it in their names either. But Rashida Tlaib, a member of Congress, the only, I've been told, Palestinian-American member of Congress, I agree, represents her constituents who are not all Palestinian, by the way, but that doesn't matter. I've been supportive. I've fought with my family and friends supporting her right to say what she thinks, but I'll tell you where I draw the line. She posted a video over the weekend with the, in which she superimposed the Hamas battle cry from the river to the sea. Palestine shall be free. You know what that means? All of you progressives who are out there protesting and you're pro-Palestinian uh, events, where, by the way, a man was murdered in, in Los Angeles over the weekend. Thank you very much. A Jewish man because he was pro-Israel by reportedly a a pro-Palestinian protester hit over the head with a megaphone hard enough. So he went down, smacked his head on the sidewalk and is now dead. 
This is what's happening around the, not only the country, but around the world. Rising anti-Semitism. Thank you so much. Remember, Hamas brought this on themselves. There was a ceasefire before they decided to invade Israel on the 7th of October and torture and murder and terrorize thousands of people. It's sickening. So as I've been swatting former friends, Myla saying, oh my God, Nicole, this is not helpful. Then Myla, don't listen if you feel that way. Or maybe you should listen and learn something. I've never been a, you know, a proud and loud Jew before, but I am now, damn it. And then I turn to the paper that I read regularly, a a paper that I've supported for decades. And I look and see article after article after article at The Nation, thenation.com, The Nation magazine. And the headlines, one after another. The weekend Biden's Middle East policy collapsed. The Pentagon's flailing campaign against hate. What it's like to take over the Statue of Liberty. Biden's rule-based international order is broken. And it goes on. The world has never cared about Gaza's suffering. Give me a fucking break. But I'll tell you. Um, there was, there was even one by, uh, uh, um, an Israeli, um, actually, you know what, let me share with you instead of going on, let me share with you the email that I sent to Katrina Vanden Heuvel, the publisher of the nation, the big boss over there. I wouldn't say she's a friend, but she's been a friendly acquaintance for years. So I emailed her. Here's what I said. Hi, Katrina. I hope you're well. It's been a while since we've spoken, but I felt it necessary to reach out with my concerns over the coverage of the war between Israel and Hamas in the nation. It's horribly one-sided, and I feel as adding to the rise in anti-Semitism we're experiencing here and around the world. Even the piece, and this is what I was alluding to, even the piece, and I sent this last Friday, even the piece published today by David Cleon, in which he acknowledges the reasons Bernie Sanders has avoided calling for a ceasefire, instead calling for a humanitarian pause, yet criticizes him for his feelings as a Jew with a connection to Israel and the places that were invaded and terrorized by Hamas on October 7th. I'll admit I haven't read every piece cover to cover, but I've seen, but all I've seen from the nation since the 10-7 attacks have been pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel, and I feel it's horribly unfair. I'm a secular Jew who was honestly surprised at my very strong feelings about what's going on. I've been a fierce critic of Netanyahu and the maggot equivalent Likud party. I've criticized the incursion by Israel into the West Bank areas that have been home to Palestinians. I've always supported a homeland for Palestine as much as I believe in Israel's right to exist. And I've been a vociferous critic of the open-air prison that is Gaza. Up until October 7th, I believed that Israel was 100% wrong. While knowing that Hamas is a terrorist organization, doing the people in Gaza no favors. But it goes much deeper than that. Hamas knew damn well 
what Israel's response would be to the horrific atrocities they inflicted on the innocent civilians in Israel, and they did it anyway. Not only are they still holding 240 hostages and using them as human shields, they do the same with innocent Palestinians every day. When did those Palestinians take some responsibility for allowing Hamas to use them in this way? Why haven't the people of Gaza risen up against their oppressors who've not allowed an election in over a decade? What should Israel have done in response to the attacks of October 7th? Sit back and say, please, Hamas, don't do it again. As an American Jew, I'm terrified. We are being targeted in ways I've never seen in my 64 years on this planet, but have been told about since I was old enough to understand how Jews have been shat on for centuries. And here we go again. And from the publication that I've always championed as being progressive and fair, the nation has not been fair in its coverage of this war and the atrocities committed by both sides. And I'm watching while Jewish institutions, from synagogues to delis, cantors in Los Angeles being just one, are vandalized with disgusting anti-Semitic graffiti and worse, messages like kill the Jews scrawled on the walls. And seeing the anti-Jewish, not anti-Israel, but anti-Jew screeds coming at us from all quarters, including college campuses. And not only from the impressionable young people, but from faculty too. I couldn't sit by and watch the nation continue to join in the piling on without saying something. Truly disappointed and frankly scared out of my mind about how we are being targeted simply because of our heritage, while the heinous actions of Hamas are being virtually excused. Signed, Nicole Sandler. I expected something of a response. Something of a response. Um, And what I got back from Katrina Vanden Heuvel was an email Well, I take that back, was a subject of an email, no text in the actual body of the email. And what she wrote was, Nicole, thank you for sharing your fears, anxieties. I will, of course, share with editorial team KVH. Really? That's it? That's her response to me bearing my heart and soul? Thank you for sharing your fears and anxiety. I'll pass it along. Then I went to the nation and I saw a piece written by one of my favorite people, John Nichols. Always been a big John Nichols fan and I considered him a friend. And John Nichols, oh, okay, here it is. John Nichols on Friday wrote, oh, I'm sorry, it was on Saturday. It was my birthday. It was a wonderful birthday gift to me from John Nichols. The headline on the piece he wrote reads, Rashida Tlaib won Marjorie Taylor Green zero. And the subheadline is, Green's failed attempt to censure Tlaib, united Democrats, divided Republicans, and energized ceasefire activism? I think not. Because at the same, in the same day, I saw Rashida Tlaib posted a video on YouTube from her. She obviously, if she produced it, and in it, she inscribed the Hamas battle cry from the rivers to the sea. 
which is the Hamas battle cry for eliminate all the Jews. And then when she was called out on it, she said, oh, no, it means peace and inclusion. You know what I say to that, right? Bullshit. It's complete and utter fucking bullshit. So it's one thing to openly and brazenly call for the extinction of all Jews from the planet and the erasure of Israel from the map. Um, But it's another whole thing entirely to gaslight the world and say, oh, that's not what it means at all. Bullshit. That's exactly what it means. And she is yet to uh, to apologize, to fess up, to say, you know what? I was mistaken. She doubled down on it. So I messaged my old friend, John Nichols. And I said, hi, John, I take great exception to your piece today saying that the heinous Marjorie Taylor Greene's bullshit outrage over Rashida Tlaib's anti-Semitism, and yes, it is, further emboldened fill in the blank in solidarity with her. I urge you to reconsider your words. You've lost me. As a secular Jew who screamed about my disgust with Netanyahu and his band of war criminals, I was so outraged by the Hamas attacks on 10-7 and Tlaib's complete disregard for the Jewish and Israeli lives tortured, raped, and murdered. And she had the gall to post from the river to the sea with no sense of irony whatsoever, but instead lied about it being a peaceful aspiration? That's some mighty loaded bullshit. I wrote to Katrina about my unease with the lopsided coverage of the nation, but my note was acknowledged with, thanks for your concern, I'll pass it on. Again, with no hint of irony. I am so disgusted. I do not side with any Republican, but will stand against anyone claiming to be an ally repeating such vile anti-Semitic tropes. I'm devastated. And then I added, by the way, a ceasefire will only be possible if both sides agree to it. Hamas has stated as recently as two days ago, and again today, by the way, that they'd repeat 10-7 over and over again until Israel and all Jews are wiped from the planet. But Israel should unilaterally cease fire? Is that what you believe? Is that what there's a building consensus for? I think not. But do explain, please. Should I say my forebears died in concentration camps for nothing? We should let it happen again? And to John's credit, and I give him credit, um, he responded in a thoughtful manner. And he said, thanks, Nicole. I appreciate your note and your thoughts here. I wrote late last week after the House voted and the GOP meltdown that followed. I understand that even some folks who had been supportive of the Congresswoman have been ill at ease and upset with things she has said. The intensity of the language on all sides can be overwhelming. I take your counsel and hope we'll keep talking about these issues. It is vital, to my view, to counter the trends toward anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, which seem to be accelerating. With my regards, John Nichols. That was yesterday at two o'clock. The day went on, and I'll tell you something, I'm still on the shitter. Uh, that's where I save all my vitriol for hoping to keep things more civil on the other uh, social media outlets. But I let loose on Twitter. I do not hold anything back. And I tweeted nastily at um, a Palestinian woman who basically echoed from the river to the sea and told her to go fuck herself. I'm guessing that might be what Katrina was 
reacting to when she messaged me yesterday. Again, her first email response came to me, the non-response, the I'll pass along your concerns. Um, She wrote yesterday afternoon about to send a responsive email and you tweet nastily. Excuse me? And that's what I wrote back to her. I wrote, excuse me? Your first email wasn't responsive and that's my fault? Did I tweet at you nastily? I don't think so. And then I ended, but I did get your initial response, which wasn't much of a response at all. And then I went in for the kill and the bitch in me came out, came out. And I said, but then again, you support Putin over Ukraine, so I shouldn't be too surprised. Don't doubt me. Go read some of the shit she's written. She, she, along with the Russians, with the Republicans, supports Russia. Just saying. And then I had to go back and, and write to um, John again. And I said, sadly, I will no longer read or promote anything I read in the nation. Katrina Vanden Heuvel has let her feelings be known. She's appalled that I dared to tweet something rude. I'm guessing that was what she was responding to. I still don't know. At one of her Palestinian friends wishing death to the Jews. I'm speechless now, though that won't hold for long. I should have known about Katrina seeing how she supports Putin over Ukraine. And then I added, just wondering if any kind of retraction or apology for your column from Friday celebrating Rashida Tlaib and her calls to eliminate Jews in Israel from the planet. To which John replied, again, I give him credit. At least he's trying to engage. And he said, dear Nicole, I don't always agree with Rashida Tlaib, but I did think it was important to highlight the opposition to her center by all Democrats and almost two dozen Republicans in the House. That was, I thought, newsworthy. And I don't think the majority of the House would have voted that way if they believed she was advocating for the elimination of people she disagrees with. Tlaib will continue to be controversial. There will be another center vote, perhaps two tomorrow. I'll be writing about elections, but keeping an eye on them. Even if we disagree on particular issues, I value you for writing. It gives me a greater sense of perspective on where people are at, especially people I know and respect. My best, John Nichols. And then I had to respond to him and I said, after your piece, she quoted from the river to the sea in a video she posted online. Then she lied and said it's a call for peace. It is no such thing thing. It's time for anyone to stand up and call her out on it. Sadly, I said, I guess you're not that guy. And that's where I am. Um, I've read all kinds of stuff today um, that I would have shared with you, except, except uh, Laffy's here. There's always Jacobin Magazine. They can eat shit too, because they also stand with I won't say Palestine. I stand with the Palestinian people, but not Hamas. All right. So I am sure I've driven off some of you. Those of you who are hanging out, thank you for sticking with me. I've lost friends. I've lost supporters. I've lost income. I've lost allies. I've lost a community. But maybe I've gained another one. Because I guess now I'll embrace my Judaism, my heritage, and stand up for my people. I hate what this world has become. I hate my fucking life. I hate being here. I hate everything that's happening in the world. And maybe that's what people want to hear.
I wish I had something like a, um, uh, a, uh, a, a palate cleanser. I don't even have a funny video to play. And no, I'm not going to play Randy Rainbow's new one because it's commercial for his upcoming tour. So I'm sure Laffy's not real thrilled that this is her intro. Um, <laughs> but we've only got an hour here and uh, I used up half of it. So um, I guess we'll uh, do this if I can find the, the, uh, the open. Sorry, I'm just, uh, I can't help it. Okay. Uh, I don't even know where I find it right now. Um, here. The following program. No, that's not it. Okay, it should be. Ah, this one. If the news gives you the blues, here's the perfect place to go. It's Tuesdays with Carla on the Nicole Sandler Show. Hi, Laffy. Oh, Nicole, how are you? Oh, gee, just fine. <laughs> You know what? I totally missed your birthday this year. Yeah, I'm you so did. sorry. It's okay, everybody I did. And those, you know, who knew it was just uh, bitched me out on, on Twitter anyway. Oh, no, I've never missed it. And I guess my mom, usually I have a little post-it note, but <laughs> we were cleaning the house really well because we were showing it now. And I think the post-it note went away, so <laughs> I'm going to make a new one. Okay. But I'm really sorry for sorry. missing it. And I, no I hope at least that day was good for you. <sighs> Um, well, aside from the pain in my ass, which is literal. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know. I know. I, I, I can totally relate because I have a pain in my side. Yeah. Mal-ladies, the mal ladies. Here's another edition of the mal ladies where we sit around and bitch about all the things breaking down in our bodies. We've got <laughs> maladies. We're mal ladies. <laughs> we got to have a theme song for that. Anyway, well, I'm glad you covered that. I, you know, just uh, because people don't know, except those on Mastodon who follow me, that uh, man who got killed in the protest was uh, up the block. Oh, my God. Uh, I live in that neighborhood. And that's where we shop for our groceries. Oh, and my God. The way I found out about that man getting killed by a protester yeah. was um, we, we have a ring um camera and an app and everything and there's like a neighborhood watch on ring so everybody who owns a ring can then post as if you know hey you guys there was like a loud noise did you hear it that kind of thing you know hey there's helicopters overhead hey do you know there's a fire down the block you know that kind of stuff well i got a, a notification on ring yesterday last night and it said uh elderly man got killed in front of his wife and everybody reacted, what, where, how, what? And nobody was, you know, he didn't, that person who ever posted it didn't answer. And it was getting later. So I, you know, I forgot about it. And I woke up, the first thing I saw was a notification from the LA Times saying, guess what? It was in your neighborhood. Yeah. In <laughs> your it was neighborhood. So, um, yeah, that was a horror story. And then there's another one that I will tell you. Of course there is. Of course there is. Um, that's not it. Tamara says, excuse me, but there are witnesses who say he attacked the other people first. Let me guess which side of the argument they were on, because there were witnesses who said he one of these pro-Palestinians hit him over the head with a megaphone. So, Tamara, unless you have proof, hold your bullshit. Nobody nobody has proof. There are updates. Uh, I just got an update recently that said they don't know. They're still interviewing people. Um, the the police or whoever you know authorities are who are giving the information said that they can't 
give out more information than that because they don't know. They don't know. They even said, I think that they arrested the person who killed him, but they didn't give the name. They didn't oh, say really? I thought I that. thought they didn't have. I ju- Tamara's like, what? hold on that. a second, because I got to do this. Tamara's like, what proof do you have, Nicole? It was self-defense. You have no fucking proof. We don't know. So stop making shit up and stop speculating. Oh, my it's God. The, the death of the man identified by law enforcement as Paul Kessler has been ruled as a homicide. It says at this time, this is an older uh, post, so I'd have to update it. But it says the uh, the 50-year-old suspect has not been arrested. But I don't know. This was an older post that I put up to share with you. But I don't think it's um, it's up to date. So if anybody has information on if that person and, was arrested. You know what? And Karina, oh, my God, my chat room is as bad as the rest of the fucking Internet. Karina's like, I didn't know Ringlet's neighbors spy on you. It's not spying, what? you fucking idiot. Oh, my God. She's like, I didn't know that Ringlet's neighbors spy on you. They don't spy. They're they're posting on a chat, like a chat room. And they are talking about what they know. They're not looking into your ring or going into your yard. They're in their house. No, but these are people who talk out of their asses because they 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 opine on things that they know nothing about. Well, I'm trying to tell them what it's about. Yeah. Let's, let's educate your listeners then. So the ring, you, I have a ring app. So do I. And if I notice some weird activity that didn't fit, sometimes it's just a lost dog. Sometimes it's a, a, an alarm that goes off down the street. Sometimes somebody actually catches somebody on their ring camera who is breaking into their house. And they share that on a bulletin board. And then people can respond just like you're doing on the chat in the chat room yep. and say, oh, my God, tell us about it. What, you know, what did he look like? And, and so the, it's neighborhood watch through the ring app. That's all it is. That's it. But, you know, Karina knows better. Hey, Karina, maybe you shouldn't listen anymore because you seem to take issue with everything I say. And if that's the case, go away. And to Tamara, I'm sick of all your pro-Palestinian shit. Okay, give the give the other side the benefit of the doubt for once or better than that. Wait until the facts emerge. Stop speculating. That is my rule of thumb, Nicole. Thank you. God damn. My whole whole philosophy is wait and see. Everybody lately, because especially because of this whole uh, Israel Hamas thing, is ready to jump without without looking, ready to make judgment without hearing. And I want that's one of the reasons I have held back from commenting, because I might say something and then like I did say something on on uh, Mastodon today. And it was just a one line news alert that said that the United States has told Israel that they don't want them to, quote, reoccupy Gaza. That was it. That was the whole alert. I got people jumping all over the place. And I thought it was a relatively um, positive news alert and people were jumping to conclusions and saying all kinds of things. And I said, you know, that's it. I'm not even going to post news alerts anymore unless they're really big news, you know, like huge news about Israel and Hamas. Anyway, here's another one. This is uh, Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. A woman who allegedly drove her car into a building in Indianapolis after watching coverage of the Israel Hamas war told officers she believed the building was an Israel school. Yeah. So that made it okay. okay. That made it yeah, acceptable. So, so I have a, a, a follower 
uh, Techie Dad. I believe he's from England. I'm not sure. I, he, he speaks with a really cute accent. He sounds English. Uh, and he's just a really How nice do you know follower. what he sounds he, like? He, how, what is uh, that? Because the way he words and spells. And, you know, <laughs> so you get, you get his accent in print. It was true. Cool. Okay. Um, and he says the ironic part is that the building was operated by an anti-Semitic organization. So one person trying to attack Jews hurt another organization that tried to attack Jews. So that's how ridiculous things are right now. Um, I'm not happy with it. I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not going any further than that. I'm going to talk about other things, but yeah, it's very difficult to, to, uh, to endure. And I'm right there with you. Yep. And you have a um, big hug coming from me through this terrible camera. Thank I you. I love you. Yeah. Well, Happy birthday. you know, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go with something else now. Uh, Washington Post was, says, oh, here's some good news. The Supreme Court on Tuesday appeared inclined to uphold a federal statute that forbids people who are the subject of domestic violence restraining orders from possessing firearms. So they're actually, I guess, guess who the dissenters were? Wait, uh, oh, let me guess. Uh, Alito, Tom, yeah. Thomas. I think it's Alito and Thomas. That's I it. Think it was, yeah. I can't find uh, in the article. I'm sorry, but I saw a, uh, a toot go by that says something about it. Anyway, but that, that's good news. So it's good to have something positive to say on your show. Yep. Um, and I hope that that becomes contagious about these domestic violence gun owners because we certainly don't need them owning guns. Um, here's something that made me sick. Yeah. This is what from I... um, Ryan Riley. Yeah. He's an NBC uh, reporter uh, who covers uh, all the January 6th stuff. And uh, he just wrote a book. And I for- I'm sorry, Ryan, I forgot the title. I'm sorry. Anyway, but it's doing very well. He's doing very well. And it's a, he wrote, there's a former FBI special agent on Twitter He's on this website, which is Twitter, who just posted a sophomoric meme with a photo that purported to be a naked image of Letitia James. Only the photo he posted <laughs> isn't of James. Of course not. It's one of another prominent black female politician who was a victim of revenge porn. Oh, my God. This is what we're living with now. Yeah. All the hostility and volatility spills into itself all over the place. And you and I were talking about how um, those who are, who are really going after Biden and really going after – anyway, it, 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 that, that isn't – we're going to have an election. Right. No, we keep hearing – we keep hearing that, um, oh, all the, the under-25s are – they're all – forget it. They won't vote for Biden. Yeah, they'll vote for Trump because he's, he'll be so much better right. for them. I, my favorite was LGBTQ for Palestine. Really? Because Hamas – and frankly, any Palestinian leadership right now these days, see how, how, how accepting they are of your LGBTQ status. But see, that's I'll the wait. Thing. It, it all metastasizes now. It's, it's, it's not just liberal versus conservative or Democrat versus Republican. It's all over the place and, and it's all intermingled into a billion different uh, uh, controversies and hostilities and, and uh, huge issues and this and that. And people have just got to, to really start trying to be a little more objective and see what's happening in the bigger picture. Yes, there are a lot of battles, a lot of wars, a lot of horrible. And you know happening. what? War sucks. Release the fucking hostages. Yes. It but, could all end right away. Let, let's go beyond this. All right. You covered it for half hour. Yep. 
let's 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 bring the lens wider now. Okay. And see how it's going to affect the election. It, All it already of these problems. Right. Well, uh, well, huh? according to the the corporate media, it's right. a done deal. Oh, Biden's toast. Oh, by the way, did you know that right. RFK Jr. is going right. to be both Biden and Trump? Give me a fucking break. The election's a year off. And if people right. are stupid enough, the under 25 crowd, the college crowd to say well, Biden's crowd, at fault way, for this. Out. Uh, in voting today, I just I, I wish I could remember which state it was in, uh, but it was a, a it was a live you know it was a video that that person took at the polls, and there was a huge youth turnout, and it was obviously in favor of whatever we're you know for in that state. And I'm sorry, I'm so vague, but you know, anti-abortion, it, it abortion is yeah, on the sure uh, is on the ballot because that that's the big issue. Yeah. Uh, but I can't, I'm sorry, I don't remember which state or where they were, but um, probably Ohio, probably uh, I hope Kentucky. I hope they're coming out to vote for Governor Bashir. But I'm um, just saying that I the, hope the Virginia, youth- I hope that it there it's going to show a massive blue wave um, and all those people going, we're not going to vote for Biden because he's a genocidal guy um, can go eat shit. Right. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Um, wait, what's this? Why do I have two tabs saying the same thing? I don't know. Oh, oh, so yeah. So, so I po- I already covered this, but uh, I, I posted uh, that relatively good news about uh, uh, the United States coming out and telling Israel, you know, I don't want you uh, occupying Gaza again. And so I, I posted this and I got a bunch of crap back. And I said, yes, I posted this afterwards. Yes. Another day of posting some decent news only to have people immediately go negative on it. How about appreciating news for like good news for like two seconds when we do get it? And no, it, it, oh, and then I said, it wasn't just my last post. There were a couple. I think one of them was the Supreme Court news. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of, of, I can't even post good news without being jumped on. I mean, people, there is little bits of good news out there. Relish it spread it, make that your motive and motivation for, for getting people to the polls. You know, there we can't just go uh, negative on each other. We can't be this volatile. This is, it's not rational. Rationality has to be in play here too. Yep. Yes. I don't, I'm not knocking anybody for feeling what they're feeling. It's an emotional time. I'm not saying that I'm saying why you're feeling emotional while you're taking a stance on a topic. Also try to be a little more measured and pull out the lens, look at the bigger picture and see what we need to do to move forward on everything. Yeah. Go rant. (laughs) Again, it's two sides. There's two sides and you can't do it unilaterally and I can make nice, but if they keep quoting from the river to the sea, you're damn straight. I'm going to speak up and speak out about it. Oh, no, of course. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely rant. But also when people are coming at you with irrational responses. I tell them to fuck off. Well, I don't. I say, you got to look at the bigger picture here. Yeah. And then well, you if do they that. get pissy at me, then I tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I always give them one chance. Wait, you know, I got to tell So Myla in the chat room, who's new today. Welcome, Myla. I hope you're enjoying your time here. Says, I'm what? Not- I am unaware of homophobic rhetoric being expressed by Palestinian leaders. Please fill me in. I know that Rashida is not homophobic. <laughs> right? Really? So any Muslim leaders, um, and I'm not talking about the, the lovely 
Islamic Center down the street from you in L.A. or whatever. I'm talking about the Palestinian Authority and Hamas. You think they're going to welcome a trans woman into their uh, community? You think they're going to be open and say, live and let live? To to the yeah, uh, right. to the to the gays, Myla. I'm answering you now. I can't give you names of Palestinian leaders. I'm telling you, the Palestinian Authority and Hamas would not welcome the LGBTQ uh, uh, community or a gay pride parade through their streets. I can promise you that. And if yes. you've got a problem with that, bring it. See, this is the kind of shit. I'm sorry. No, I agree. I mean, I get hit with it, too. I'm saying and it, what I do is I just block or I mute. I don't get into it. She's I, in my I, chat I, room. She came in today, I'm guessing, to learn something or yeah. to get pissed off. Either way, I, I don't know what her purpose is here because she obviously doesn't agree with anything I'm saying. So she should leave. Well, then ignore her. You don't need to dwell on this. Yeah. She said what she said. You told her off. Yep. And Jojo oh, Mojo wow. said it's literally in their version of the Bible and Islamic religion. It's, it's the Quran, but yeah. And yeah. I don't care yeah. if your name is a Yiddish name and you spelt my name wrong, Myla. Sorry, I'm not going to look at the All chat right. anymore. I'm going to cover the Trump thing. <sighs> okay, please do. So, so Donald testified yesterday, drop. you think? <laughs> <laughs> I did a 118 uh, post thread yesterday. Yes, you did, by the um, way, at Mastodon. So if you're not on Mastodon, you should create a, an account and follow Laffy there because tomorrow you're going to do it um, uh, for Vonky. Oh, Nicole. Oh, Vonka's here. Oh, are you going to give us a preview of your testimony tomorrow? Nicole, tomorrow... I get to be in the spotlight and I'm deciding now whether or not I should throw daddy under the bus or let him continue on his own because <laughs> he's really good at doing that. He, he's not doing well. Oh no. About physically daddy. or mental, mentally, we know he's not doing well, but physically, no. because no, he doesn't look well. He's physically, he is, he is a Superman. Don't you know? Can't you see that? He's a Superman. Uh, no, I can't see that. I saw that on his NFT, but I can't. Yes. No, I can't see that. That was a real picture of him <laughs> when he opens his shirt. Really? And underneath is his oh. outfit that has a big oh. ass oh. S on it. <laughs> That's daddy. That's, That's the real daddy. Mm -hmm. But on the stand, he did make a little bit of an ass of himself. And his lawyers, well... I don't know if I should say, but I kind of like Chris Kyes. <laughs> I don't uh -huh. know about that woman though, but Chris Kyes is kind of yeah. The, what Alina Haba? She what did did you Haba. hear her yesterday? Haba Haba. She Haba, she Haba. she went after the judge. She said he was a lunatic and pounded on the desk. But I only heard one lunatic yesterday. Well, the judge was a little iffy, but. <laughs> I don't know, Haba, I know she's trying to look like me, but, um, and so many people do. I understand. I understand it may fail, but it's, they give it a try and that's all that really counts. Um, but daddy really likes Haba. So Haba, Haba, I like saying Haba. <laughs> well, you're going to, 
You're going to get to see her tomorrow. I'm guessing she may even be questioning you. I hope so. I'm going to tell her to do her highlights better when she's there. But um, I don't know if daddy's going to show up for me. Sometimes he doesn't show up for us. You think? Yeah. So what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to spill the beans or you're going to lie like your brothers? Well, that's what I'm trying to decide. Like mm. which bus and who do I throw? <laughs> I mean, it's always that problem. Mm. I mean, in the, in the Trump family, it's always been which bus and who to throw. You know what I mean? I, I know. Well, she, she uh, uh, Haba Haba said she wouldn't tolerate that kind of behavior from the judge. I think she's never been in a courtroom before. She's never been in a bedroom before. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. That okay. was not cool. Now, now Jar- wh- what about Jared? Uh-oh. Is I wasn't Jared talking there? about us, dear. <laughs> sorry. How's Jared these days? He must be, he must be, um, uh, uh, up in arms over what's happening in Israel. He is, and he doesn't even shave his chest anymore. It's really sad. That's how depressed he is. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Spocko. Too much the, information. We have some, yes, definitely. So we have someone in the chat room named Spocko who said, tomorrow it's good to be Tiffany. Have you heard from Tiffany lately? <laughs> Tiffany, she's so cute. She's such a loser, but she's really cute. <laughs> Uh-huh. Daddy doesn't even remember her name no, half the time. No, no. Then again, Daddy doesn't remember a lot half the time, does he? No, it's he sad. thought he was president, and he said he was like trying to save the world in twenty twenty one. And the uh, one the the the, part, the prosecutor true, had to say, uh, "You weren't president in twenty twenty one." He's like, "Oh." But but Daddy is happy when he says that, so we say that with him. <laughs> We take good yeah. care of daddy. Okay. Uh, maybe you should put him in a home. Well, as long as it's gold. Okay. And uh, has a toilet. Hey, good. Ivanka, my, I know you have Jared there. My husband, David's here. Um, yeah. Hi, David. I'd like to talk uh, or address Myla. Myla, there is literally video available online of gay people being thrown off of rooftops because of their gayness by people in many Arab countries, including Gaza. So you might want to do a little bit of But she research. wanted names, David. She wanted names. Okay. Yeah, Well, I know. Good for her. Do some research. Yeah, okay. I always say that. Yeah, see, even that's the stuff I can't tolerate. I totally agree. I mean, that's, that's, I just won't even. I know. Anyway. Yeah, Trump was awful yesterday. Um, he was at a rally. He, that's what he thought. He was at a rally. He he was saying all the stuff you read online. Oh, my God. Know, and, and the judge apparently said to him, this is not one of your rallies. You can't yes. do that. Answer is non-responsive. So so we know Laffy. Laffy's back. Vanka's gone. Um, yeah, we, she left. <laughs> she's gone. She's, she's way gone. Gone. Um, uh, gone, gone, gone. Done, moved on. Um, the, it's a song. Sorry. The, the, um, I lost my train of thought. She, the, 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 the trials are not, this trial is not being televised. So what you're doing is you're aggregating, you have a group of reporters, both journalists in the room and others who are, I guess, taking the reports from people in the room and you're picking and choosing and sharing the, the narrative with us. Yeah. Right. What I do, actually, I, I do all of it. I, I don't pick and choose. I report every single thing they say, and I do it 
you know, I'll like, I'll wait till they post and then I'll copy and paste and I'll maybe do a quip or a little emoji or something to comment. And then there's a lag. And then I see, okay, he's posting now. And he always got something different. So I'll take everything he says and I'll post and I'll always put their name. I always attribute. So it'll say like um, Lisa Rubin. And and then I'll drop everything she said in the last few minutes. And then uh, uh, what's his name? Adam Klassfeld. And I'll drop everything he says. And then every so often, Eric Orden will say something and I'll very, you know, sporadically, but I'll catch something she'll say and I'll catch something somebody else will say. And they're all in the courtroom. Uh, I don't think I take too many comments that are not people who are actually reporting. My mm-hmm. whole thing there is to is to give you exactly what they're saying at the time that they're saying it. And um, and so, yeah, I'm the, I'm the only one that seems to be doing that. So I'm on Mastodon. I'm getting kind of this reputation where people are making a lappy list because on Mastodon, it's hard to uh, follow a thread. So if you if you put someone on a list like you do on Twitter, <laughs> they have their own yeah. column. And then everything I say will just pop down in yep. order. Yep. So yep. it's a good way to do it. Uh, by the um, way, by the way, yeah. I got I got I got a couple of messages from Katrina Vanden Heuvel over at The Nation. Oh, really uh, first now? one, she just direct messaged me. She said, admire Bernie Sanders, not you anymore. I regret you have to defame in order to reply to me. And then she said, Russiagate, Russiaphobia has led to... COO, many decent progressives to lose basic principles and led to real dangers of escalating E-X-C-A-L-A-T-I-N-G war, nuclear peril accidents. I'm not sure we Publisher <laughs> of the nation, friends, no. just okay. so you know. I may, I, I don't defame anybody. I speak the truth, but okay. Um, okay, that was interesting. Yeah, um, right? Okay, yesterday, Leticia James actually gave a little a little presser, you know, a little got in front of the camera type of thing in the morning. She said, this morning, Mr. Trump will take the stand in our trial against him, the Trump Organization and other defendants. Mr. Trump has repeatedly and consistently misrepresented and inflated the value of his assets. And before he takes a stand, I am certain that he will engage in name calling and taunts and race baiting and call this a witch hunt. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters are the facts and the numbers and numbers, my friends. Don't lie. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, and by the way, a lot of people, while it's really, here's another example of people speaking before they know or saying or, or letting their feelings dictate what they say before they realize what might end up happening. And yesterday, everybody was jumping on this judge and the prosecutors for letting Trump kind of run off and say the little rally speeches he was saying. And they, they were calling him out, but they weren't stopping him. You know, like they weren't saying, you're fined. You know, you're going to, you're holding contempt. Well, it, uh, I was listening to Mary Trump last night. She was mm-hmm. on with uh, Lawrence, I think. And she said that at first she was feeling a little of that. And then she realized because she knows Donald Trump. And she said they were smart to do that because what he does is he tests the waters. Right. They let, it, they let him do it. And he goes, oh. And then he feels confident. That's and then right. He feels overconfident. And then he runs off at the mouth and they nail him. It's the old That's give him happened. enough rope. Give him exactly. enough rope. You know what? I'll sit back. You go. You go. Exactly. Like like Katrina just did. Katrina <laughs> Vanden Heuvel, that great progressive. Russia well, Gate. Russia phobia. Yeah. Yeah, I know the Russia. I, I've I've seen a lot of the the Russia Gate approach. Thing yeah. And, uh, I disagree with it. But anyway, um, yeah. So they they let him hang himself. He did. He contradicted his kids, as I recall. And uh, he also made a few admissions and uh, things that I didn't quite understand about the way 
they use words I don't understand, <laughs> you know, like all these uh, legalese things. And, and but but I was getting the gist of it. Trump confirms he is owner of all assets and the trust and the beneficiary thereof. He says around the time this is from Lisa Rubin. He says around the time he won, he moved the Trump organization into the trust to avoid conflicts of interest. Although he maintains that he could have had two desks at Washington, uh, as Washington did. He made Weisselberg a trustee because. He had been with the company for a long time. He did a good job, and we really liked him. It's for Don Jr. He was named a trustee because he is a good boy or man and an honorable one. He actually said that, a good boy or man and an honorable one. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I do. I just take them word for word. I don't change a word unless I have to shorten down, and then I put little fun things uh, along with it. But, um, oh, here, the worthless clause, that was it. Justice Angoran uh, rejected Trump's worthless clause defense in his pretrial ruling. Ruling, Trump launches into a monologue. "Quote: As this crazy trial goes along, Trump says the defense will call bankers and quote they were, they will explain what the process is." The judge interjects, notes that the AG's counsel has been patient and instructs Trump to answer only the questions presented to him. That's when before he said stop having a rally in the courtroom. Um, Please answer the questions. No speeches. Some of your answers have not been responsive to the question. And what he can do, by the way, is when Trump is non-responsive, he can use that against him in a civil trial. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. He can make him pay more money because he's basically admitting something if he's not responding to it. Yeah. So it all works in, in the favor of the prosecution. Well, let's hope. And the thing is, um, but, you know, the, the, the case has already been decided. This was essentially yes, the yes. Uh, the penalty phase because the right. judge already ruled uh, he's liable. He's uh, there was no question. The evidence was overwhelming. Oh, and yeah, this has been settled. This is just to see how much he's going to have to pay and whether he's going to have to, you know, really go broke. Right. And the other thing, though, is that, that Trump did, uh, I guess, achieve is that he was playing to his base. And that's what he wants. That way he gets more money to pay his legal bills mm-hmm. because the donations fly in. Um, he riles them up. Uh, he's he's as much as said that that uh, he'll use martial law against uh, U.S. citizens if they go out in the streets. So he's trying to win. And oh, this yeah. is the way he thinks he can win the election. And that's why um, to the, you know, if the polls are correct a year out and they never are. And it's one poll, by the way. Right, um, right. So I give no credence to them. I hope there I actually think our young that, people are much yeah. smarter than that. Um, yeah. But if that is true, you know, be careful what you wish for. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Because you get what you deserve. And their plans for what What are they calling it? Project 2025? Project 20. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that. Because if you think you'll slide. <laughs> hey, I got another thing going. Um, I, I'm going to take a couple of uh, day trips to Mexico to figure out exactly where we go if the unthinkable happens and Donald Trump gets back in office, because I'm out of well, here. We'll be moving to Canada in probably May. Well, we finally Canada's too cold for, for us, so we're going to have to yeah, go the other no, way. I understand that, of course. A lot of people, in fact, I spoke to someone yesterday who's moving to Mexico. Her yep. family's there, so she, she has a good in. Uh, but she, that or I'll kill myself. Getting... I mean, believe me, I've thought about that a lot lately. I understand Look, a lot of people have. I understand. I Let's hope you don't do that. I hope not, too. Let's hope you go to Mexico and find <laughs> peace. I hope so. All right. On that note, we this was a fine, uplifting show, wasn't it? <laughs> well, 
we got to talk to Ivanka, so that's not too bad. We did. Um, for tomorrow, just so you know, I put out an email. I know it's nine hours ahead in Israel. On Twitter, there is somebody who, um, he's a writer for Haaretz, which is the, uh, the, the, the big newspaper in Israel. Um, but there's a, this guy, and if I can find it, because I know I retweeted him, I'll share it. Um, um, the, he recounted the events of a month ago when he had to tell his, um, it was like three-year-old and 20-month-old as they were hiding in their safe room on their kibbutz to be quiet. And they had to be quiet for 10 hours while the, um, um, while the, uh, um, you know, the guns were firing all around them while people were banging through their home and Mm -hmm. would have killed them if they had gotten to them. Um, uh, I, I, I invited him on the show. I haven't, you know, you know, again, it's, it's nine hours ahead now. So um, hopefully he's sleeping, although I'm guessing he's not so. sleeping very much. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, and if, and if he doesn't, then I will likely read his piece in Haaretz, which he uh, tweeted out in a long thread. And I retweeted earlier today because the people who are turning a blind eye to what was done on October 7th and saying things like they had it coming or, um, but they're killing all these Palestinians, innocent Palestinians. And they terrorized thousands of Israelis and somehow that's okay. None of it's okay. No, none of it is. And until they say that wasn't okay and free the hostages, frankly, we've got nothing to talk about. That's me. Yep. Anyway, on that positive note. um, Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry today, you know, turned into this and Laffy, thank you for making us laugh. I I appreciate it more than, you know, I tried. (laughs) You did. You did. And, uh, and I appreciate it because you did. You made me laugh. Um, And now I'll probably go cry again. Okay. Well, let it out. That's cool. You can do that. (sighs) Okay. Um, Tomorrow again, I'm not quite sure what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, those of you who um, can deal with the truth are welcome to come back tomorrow. And if you can't, then please don't. That's Hang all. in there, everybody. You too. See ya. Peace Bye. out.